Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Channel Supply Chain Podcast. This is Norhani, your host. So today we're going to talk about attracting millennials to supply chain. And with me now, Jason Broke, he is the Managing Director at Livebook Search. This is a recruiting organization specializing in the hiring of supply chain professional within a consumer product industry. And he's based in the U.S. Thank you so much for joining us, Jason. And welcome to Beach Supply Chain. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Okay, so before we start, can you please tell us your professional background and what do you do at the LifeWorks Search? Yeah, so LifeWorks Search is a recruiting organization. We specialize in the area of supply chain planning, helping organizations predominantly in the consumer products industry. We do a little bit of work in the life sciences field as well, but helping them fill roles at the individual contributor level up to executive level, specifically focus in the areas of demand planning, supply planning, production planning, and sales and operations planning. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Um, we probably know that uh, the early adoption of the technologies along with other key digitization and algorithms like the IoT, 3D printing, and big data analytics are already uh, redefining supply chain work at many companies, Jason. How do you see the current trends of carrying the supply chain for next five up to 10 years from now? You know, it's interesting, Nurhadi. We, um, some of those instances, we've seen real examples where um, I think it's getting great traction. I think other areas like 3D printing, for example, are really going to play out in the future to see where they can have their biggest impact. Um, the Internet of Things we're seeing a lot of examples from our clients where they've got sensors used in, in manufacturing, for example, providing much better information that's supporting and, and driving much better results in areas like supply planning and production planning, right, as they partner with the shop floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, big data been very helpful to demand planning. Uh, but one of the common themes we always hear is the concern that with the introduction of predictive analytics and other areas such as that, uh, will it replace you know, the folks in those roles? And the answer is absolutely no. Um, what we're seeing across the board is it's simply creating a, a new class of roles. Um, in relation to what we're seeing over the, what we expect to see over the next five to 10 years, I think there's a big difference depending on the size of the company. A lot mm-hmm. of the uh, areas where we see some huge traction are with the really larger, more well-established organizations that have the, the time and the money to invest in these areas where introducing uh, these new concepts or incorporating things like predictive analytics into their planning process can help them drive more efficiency. But when you have a smaller organization that's got, say, two or three planners in it, um, we're not seeing them have any interest in making those investments just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, some of the uh, changes that we're seeing, you know, if I look back a couple of years, a couple of years being 10 years or so ago, in the forecasting and demand planning world, really there was somebody who had great analytical depth but didn't really know how to translate the results 
of their studies to people in other parts of the organization. And if we fast forward to today, we very much have an expectation of those demand planners where they will be analytically oriented, but also have the necessary emotional intelligence to be able to make sense of that data for others in the organization, right? So to be able to speak with a salesperson in the language of sales. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. With the finance person in the language of finance. And whereas that used to be unique to demand planners five years ago with the big data and such, um, the expectation is that same skill set exists across the board. Um, and that is becoming the new norm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, personally, um, I, I do agree with the statement that the millennials currently don't, don't just fall into the spine chain, it's quote-unquote. This generation comes to the field with the early and prolonged commitment. So, what is your view, Jason? So, the view is, you know, my opinion there is a couple of fold. Mm -hmm. Number one, I would fully agree. You know, 20 years ago and beyond, supply chain was absolutely viewed as a, as a blue-collar function, right, mm -hmm. that offered little uh, future advancement opportunities. Um, today, it's getting a lot more attention at the university level. However, one of the challenges that I see is it's still only certain aspects. What I mean by that is if you talk to a college student um, who's a junior or senior about to graduate about even if they're studying supply chain, when we discuss with them what their expectations are, the types of roles that they're looking for, what they've been exposed to at the university level, it's still very heavy on the logistics operations side of the house, and in some instances, the procurement and sourcing side of the house. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the big challenges that exists at the university level is really giving the students a much better perspective of the opportunities that are out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I, and I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. We, um, I, I'm very active. I'm very active with the local Institute of Business Forecasting chapter, yeah. um, where we help host meetings on a quarterly basis. And about a year and a half ago, we hosted a meeting at one of the local universities. This is a university that had both a supply chain program and an analytics program. Mm -hmm. And the meeting itself was a day in the life of a demand planner, where we had a moderator and three demand planners coming from three different industries. We had about 50 students in attendance. And literally across the board, when the meeting was done, the feedback from the students was fantastic. And basically they said, hey, this is great. We've been studying. We're about to graduate. We had no idea this was a potential profession. So I think the university programs are getting better, but I think there's definitely a need at the university level to really give a better perspective of what the options are that are out there and be teaching to the needs of those professions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So finally, what are some ways to attract millennials to supply chain management careers? So I think there's a couple of things at play here. One is there's the traditional way that still works best, uh, in my opinion, which is internships, right? So if we're having the college experience, wanting to figure out what the options are, I think there is a responsibility um, at both the university level and at the corporate level to engage with one another. Yeah, you know, we've got some great schools uh, here in New England with solid supply chain programs, both at the undergraduate and at the graduate level. 
And I, I really do believe that this starts at the ground level. Companies reaching out to the schools, for example, to help define the skills that they're looking for the schools to teach. And likewise, with the schools reaching back out to industry to promote the students. Um, one of our local universities here, I'll give you an example of what I've observed. One, one of the local universities here in our area is Bryant University. And there's a professor there that I've personally witnessed, literally her treating her students like her own children, advocating for them at every corner, reaching out to organizations locally to not only help them experience, I'll say, the classroom, have the classroom experience, but also reaching out to organizations to get the students engaged in projects that would provide value back to the companies. And through that experience, helping the students yeah. better understand what their options are. Mm -hmm. You know, the one thing that I, I would emphasize here, just to take this a little bit step further, is the importance of understanding how strong the market is for students. Right. So there are, by the time the last of the baby boomers retire, there's going to be nearly 80 million baby boomers that will retire. And depending on the statistics you look at, somewhere between only 50 to 60 million people entering the workforce. Mm -hmm. Unemployment is at its lowest level that it's been since 1969. Um, one of the things that's really exciting to me, I saw just uh, this week, um, uh, January of this year was only the second time in history that women, ironically enough, outnumbered men in the workforce. Mm -hmm. So it's becoming even more and more diversified. So my expectation is that for those students coming out of school, if they've got a good work ethic and you know, are intelligent, they're going to have job stability for quite a while. It doesn't necessarily answer the question of how to define what they should be looking for, yep. but I think if nothing else, the future is very bright. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So thanks for sharing, Jason. See you next time and goodbye. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the Chara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.picharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.